Welcome to Ditch the Classroom. This is your host, Ariana Vernier, and I'm so excited that you're here. I'm a teacher turned business coach who is so passionate about helping fellow mamas like you ditch the classroom and pursue your big, hairy, scary dreams. Imagine a life where you could still impact the world, but do so while following your passions and spending more time with your babies. In Ditch the Classroom, we'll explore ways you can do just that. Myself, guest experts, and amazing teachers who have also built a successful business will share tools, tips, and resources to help you ditch the classroom too. Are you ready? Here we go. This episode is sponsored by the free three-day Launch Your Freelancing Business Challenge. Between now and April 21st, you can register for the challenge by visiting arianavernier.com forward slash free dash challenge or by clicking the link in the show notes. This challenge will help you get clarity on what services would light you up and make you excited to work on your business every day, where to find paying clients to help you replace your teaching income quickly, and the top three mistakes new freelancers make so you can avoid them and start working from home with your babies faster. There will also be a special gift for those who register, but registration closes on April 21st, so make sure to get signed up for the free challenge ASAP. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ditch the Classroom podcast. I'm really excited today because we have a special guest, former teacher turned blogger, Emily Whipple. She's the founder of Ugly Honest, which is an online community. And when this episode airs, new podcast for mamas to connect, inspire and encourage each other. So welcome, Emily. We're super excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Awesome. So I like to just get started with these episodes with you kind of sharing your journey into teaching, like how long you taught, what grades and kind of all the things. So, of course. So I wanted to be a teacher since I was a very little girl and I got a little bit sidetracked um, in college, but I ended up graduating from UW-Madison and doing kind of my initial subbing jobs there in the Madison School District in Wisconsin. And then from there, my husband and I had got, or my now husband and I had gotten engaged and it was kind of a race to find a job. And he won, (laughs) (laughs) found a job in his hometown. And there happened to be a school there with the same name as the school that I had attended growing up. And I threw out an application and they accepted me. And that's where I taught for my, actually my entire teaching career then. Um, So I was in first grade for five years and I loved it. It was a great community. Um, It was a, I love that age of kids, the little sweeties. Um, That's the grade I taught too. (laughs) Really? Yes. They're just, they're that right blend of independent and still just changing and soaking everything in. So Mm -hmm. taught that for five years and before I left my classroom after my daughter was born. Very cool. So So is your daughter what led you to want to ditch the classroom or was there anything kind of on top of that? Well, she was, she's my second born. So she's two years old now. um, And my son is four. And after my son was born, I had, it was a really difficult transition for me, honestly, um, from being just a wife and teacher and, you know, individual person to motherhood. Um, And it was going going back to teaching. So my kids were both spring birthdays. So it was, it worked out really well to have maternity leave over the summer and go back to school. And with, after Graham was born, I I really struggled and I was 
thrilled to go back to teaching in the fall and to go back to something where I was confident, where I knew what was happening. Becoming a mom was really challenging for me. And I, it, it took me a long time to find my footing. And actually it, part of my story and my journey is that I later, about when he was about eight months old, I realized and kind of came to the conclusion that I, what I was struggling with is really postpartum depression and not just that struggle to transition. But, but during that time, um, my classroom was kind of my refuge. It was the place where I was in control and I, I was in charge of things. And even though as much as you can be in charge of a bunch of first graders, yeah. Um, but it was that, that year after he was born was really, really difficult and, and really challenging personally. Um, and as I kind of healed from that and came out of that and went into the next cl- the next school year and got pregnant with our daughter, Evie, I started to realize that I, I felt like I had missed out on a lot of the new experiences that I had wanted to have as a new mom. Um, and part of that was from just the mental health standpoint. And part of that was because I was pouring so much of myself into my students and into the classroom. I know that there are a ton of moms out there who are also great teachers. For me, I felt like I had a really hard time establishing boundaries and any kind of work-life balance. And I felt that as I was newly pregnant for the second time and as I was looking towards that future, that next step, it really just felt like it was time to press pause. I wasn't ready to say, leave the classroom forever or, you know, I wanted to just press pause on teaching and and let motherhood be my focus for that next season. I really connect with you on wanting to fully invest more into your children. I had a really hard time. I actually quit when I was still pregnant. I had my daughter at the end of June. So I knew I was going to at least take a year off. That was the plan, but I ended up not going back. And I just couldn't imagine like having the energy to give to my child when I get home from giving all my energy to 20 plus other kids. Um, So I really, really connect with you on that. I can, I can very much identify with that struggle. It's hard. And, and teaching is one of those things where you can always give more, you can always do more. And, you know, a lot of times that meant I had really strict rules and boundaries with myself as far as I left school much earlier (laughs) after I had Graham and I would, some, then I would usually work after he went to bed on different things, but it's, it's really tricky to kind of cut that off and to mm-hmm. pour yourself into the things that you want to be giving your time and energy to. Yeah, definitely. So can you share a little bit about of your journey from deciding you were ready to leave to where you are, where you are now? I know you started blogging, like kind of how did you, how did you get started in that arena? So that actually started that summer before I got pregnant with Evie. Um, I had really gone through a very transformative period in my life with just recognizing the postpartum depression and finding help and healing and moving on from that. And around that time, a few of my close friends were getting pregnant for the first time. And that's really what gave birth to the blog because I I wanted to share my experiences and, and let them know what 
could happen or what, you know, what some of the possibilities were, but it's just not a topic that at the time I was very comfortable talking about out loud. And it's also not something that you really want to go to your newly pregnant, excited friend and be like, Hey, like, congratulations. But also this is what happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kind of that summer before my last year of teaching, I started my blog and just started kind of documenting some of my experiences. And it's something that I felt really called to and led to. And then as the school year started, I kind of fell into a direct sales position working with a multi-level marketing company. And and that felt really random and it didn't make sense to me, but it felt right. Like I knew that that was where I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be doing, even though it felt so far off of anything that I would have imagined for myself, I guess. And, And what that allowed me to do really was to, for the first time, dive into my our family's finances and really have an understanding of where our money was coming from and where it was going, which gave me a lot more confidence after we did get pregnant with Evie and we started exploring that option of me not returning to the classroom the next year. And it that direct sales business allowed us a little extra income to pay down some debt, which lessened our monthly expenses, which all just kind of snowballed while also giving me a lot of social media skills that I hadn't had before and some um, graphic design skills and in pieces that I wouldn't have imagined that the experiences from that direct sales company really gave me kind of the foundation for what I do now. And it ended up translating back into the blog. Mm -hmm. Fast forward a little bit. Um, I always think of it like from the school year perspective of when everything happened. Yeah. Evie was born at the very end of May and I knew I already had that tough conversation with my principal that I wouldn't be back. Um, and I lasted as a, just as full-time stay-at-home mom for about as long as a maternity leave. <laughs> and then I ended up taking a position as more kind of a virtual assisting. My, my title was technically office manager, but it was a remote position for a marketing company. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where when you step back and you see how the dots connect, the, the blog had really led me into the direct sales business, which had prepared me for this virtual assisting position, which then carried me into uh, for about a year and a half. I think I did that before I decided to take a break from helping somebody else grow their presence to um, really pouring into ugly honest and kind of growing my own, my own blog and community there. So that's kind of how it's shifted and evolved and it's continued to change a little bit, but um, it's one of those things where in the moment things felt really scary and unsure, but now looking back, it just seems, it makes so much sense from this side of things. Definitely. I know when I left, I was planning to either nanny for the year that I was going to be off teaching or do grocery delivery and to think about like, think about that now and where I am instead. It's just kind of crazy where God leads us. He, he knows where we're going, but we're like, I don't know. I'm just following. So Exactly. And sometimes I think you just have to be, you have to be brave and take that that little leap of faith when something feels right, but it doesn't make sense. And I've never, so far I haven't regretted any of those decisions. So here, yeah. So what would you say was the biggest thing that you had to overcome in that 
in your digital classroom journey? I think the mom guilt was probably one of the hardest things for me. And, and that followed me when I was teaching. It, I thought maybe that would end. I was hoping that that um, becoming a stay-at-home mom might be like the magic mom guilt pill, but it turns out it doesn't work like that. Nope. Um, <laughs> especially as then when I started taking on some different work, trying to work from home with my children home with me. And then maybe just my daughter could be home and then realizing, okay, if I'm going to have income coming in and actually do this job, I'm going to need some help and some childcare. And I think just learning how to contend with that, that guilt that I was never in the right place at the right time was probably the biggest thing. And that's something that I've worked on a lot over the last, I guess, Evie will be three this May. And and just kind of eliminating that piece of it and feeling confident that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and just leaning into the moment has been huge, huge for me and and my happiness and my present moment awareness and just being engaged with wherever I am, whether that's recording a podcast or getting my daughter's shoes on as we run out the door in the morning. So that tugs at my heartstrings so much because I, it's a constant battle trying to balance am I giving enough time to my children am I giving enough time to my business like where should my energy be right now it's really helpful too if you can have some sort of child care at least a couple days a week I know we got my daughter into a two-day program when we were still in Texas now we have a babysitter until we're a little more settled and then I'll find a new school program for her and that is really helpful if you can kind of have that time away to get your stuff done so you can focus on you. And then when they're there, you can be a much more present mom. That's a really good way to try to balance, balance it. It's not always easy, but it's helpful. Definitely. And I, even for me, knowing that I'm going to have that time, having that scheduled and just saying like, okay, I know that I'm going to have a four hour chunk on Tuesday. It it lets me stop stressing over all the things I have to do. I can just write them down, know that there is a designated time for that and get back to back to what I want to focus on, which is being there with my kids when I'm with them. So definitely, definitely having that care is, is huge and really helpful. Yep. So I know you mentioned that your direct sales business kind of trained you on some of the things like social media wise, graphic design wise. Is there anything else that any other resources that kind of helped you with your with taking the leap out of teaching? At the time, I was listening to a lot of podcasts, a lot of minimalism podcasts, which helps me with the financial side of things and just gaining confidence there. Um, Some different business ones, even though. I didn't really see myself as an entrepreneur at that point. I was trying to just grow that, that side hustle as I called it. Um, And in doing that, I kind of just passively kept gaining those skills. And then about a year ago now is when I really started to invest more directly in my, in my growth and in my learning, right? I took a class on how to create a website and I invested in a mastermind program that you know, helped me just to kind of take myself more seriously, but also to give me that accountability and structure to growing this thing that for a long time was uh, the ugly honest piece was a passion project and something that I, I cared a lot about, but it wasn't necessarily something that I saw growing or making anything bigger. But 
but yeah, I, I started with a lot of free training and free resources and have kind of slowly started investing in more. And, and each time I've done that, I've gotten, it's, it's always been worth it as I'm sure you've had that experience yes. whenever you can kind of put your money where your mouth is. Um, yeah. It helps, helps me a lot to pay attention, I guess. Yeah. I've talked about this on a few previous episodes and I have a whole episode on investing in yourself. So if y'all want to check that out, um, those are that are that are listening, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but you can scroll and find it. But yes, you can, podcasts are great. And that's what I started out with too. And then the free trainings, but at some point they call it, what do they call it? The freebie graveyard. Like you, you sign up for so many freebies and then you never even open them. At some point you have to invest yourself in yourself and get some skin in the game. Because once you have that skin in the game, there's no, there's no stopping you because you, you want to make that investment back and you want to earn more than that. Um, so that's, that's a really important step to take, even if it's a small investment at first and like you build up over time, just building those skills for yourself. I say it always pays off in the end. I've heard that phrase, people who pay, pay attention. And that's something that as I've been developing my own programs, um, but I, I realized it for myself is that if, if something is $5 or free after a while, you kind of stop paying attention to it or you're like, oh, I can look at that later. But like you said, once you have some skin in the game, now all of a sudden you're forced to kind of, all right, I'm going to actually dig in, complete this course, take action, mm-hmm. which is what's going to move the needle. Yep, definitely. So what does your average day look like now? Now that you're no longer in the classroom, you've got your ugly, honest brand going, kind of what, take us through a somewhat normal day if COVID is normal, but. Sure. So yes, COVID has has shifted things. And actually uh, last, a year ago now, right before COVID shut everything down, um, our family moved from my husband's hometown to our hometown, which really just shook everything up for us. Yeah again. And then as we were kind of settling into our new normal at that point, then everything shut down. And we, so yes, this, the question of what does an average day look like? is it, It's crazy. <laughs> my son is in preschool, which helps. And then my daughter goes to, has, um, goes to a sitter a couple days a week. And on those days, I also, I do some tutoring, which is kind of my way of stretching my teacher muscles a little bit and um, just kind of keeping my, just letting that energy get out, I guess. I don't know if you've experienced where you've just kind of missed being around the other, other people's children a little bit and, and kind of miss using your, your teacher muscles. So I, I do some tutoring and then I often work at, I love to go sit at a coffee shop. So when those are open and available, that's kind of my go-to. And then I, I try to, I use some time blocking, but then as when work is done. And then I go pick up my son from daycare or from school, school, he's a big kid now. Then I'm in mom mode. So then it's, you know, getting dinner ready and playing with the kids and kind of just taking care of the house. And it's, it's a lot of almost shape shifting, I guess, is what my day looks like. I go from mom mode to kind of tutor teacher mode. And then I shift into some of the ugly honest things before I go back to mom and then wife mode. And I really try to keep keep things in their own little boxes so I can just stay focused and present. So it works for, works for me and works for our class. Or yeah. Class, our family. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So 
this is a question that I always ask on every episode, and it's just one of my favorites. And if it's if someone wanted to start their digital classroom journey, but they just felt too overwhelmed, what would you tell them? I think I would tell them to start with their why and their reasons for wanting to ditch the classroom and to not focus so much on the how or the when, um, but to just really dig into their vision for their family's future. So I'm, I'm really big on creating vision boards and just being really, having a really clear picture of what you want and even digging into what you want your family's culture to be, what, how you want your mornings to feel as you're getting up and going places or not going places. And really just building that picture of how you want your family to function and how you want it to be and kind of digging into then what pieces need to be in place for that. So for me, I I really love having a slower morning and being able to ease into the day and not feeling like everybody's off rushing to different places, um, which when I was teaching really just didn't feel possible. I didn't feel like I had any of that flexibility. We have an early start school and having that, that idea, that mental image in my mind of the kids being able to sleep and, you know, come down the stairs for, breakfast and being able to let them eat in their jammies without trying to brush their hair and also go potty and also get dressed and out the door. Starting with that idea of what we wanted, and it was something my husband and I talked about a lot because we knew that there was going to be sacrifices on both sides. Um, and, And really just starting with that idea of what you're chasing down and the reasoning behind it you got to start there because you're otherwise you're going to get overwhelmed. And once you have that vision and that picture, then you can work backwards, use backwards design. Um, That's what I was going to (laughs) say. That's like that college, what we learned about teaching, right? Like this is our final assessment of what we want. um, What do we need to do to get there? Yeah. And to give yourself time, maybe, you know, maybe it'll happen in a month. Maybe it'll take a couple of years, but to to just be open and, and to really start with that a big picture vision for the future. Yes, I love vision boards. And I think having it somewhere where you can see it all the time, because like you said, it might not, it might not happen right away, but it keeps you honed in on this is why I'm doing this. Maybe if you're still teaching, but you're wanting to start like something on the side as more of a side hustle to build the full time and you're a mom, like you're balancing everything. And so that can get overwhelming some days. So always having that, that vision, that why to come back to about why you're doing these things, what the end goal is. I think that's really, really important. I agree. And knowing that, okay, this is what I'm doing this for. It's not about selling, you know, this little thing or that little thing. It's really about just getting our family one step closer to that idea that we have for our future. Yep, definitely. So do you have any resources that you would like to share with my listeners today? Well, I think I'd first like to invite them. If there's any mamas listening, I have a feeling since we are teaching the classroom, a lot of moms are probably, well, teaching moms, which um, I have a special heart for. But I would love to invite them to our community on Facebook. It's a free group. And I know every time I say, oh, it's a mom's group on Facebook, I feel like I need to preface it with, it's not a normal mom's group. (laughs) If you've been on Facebook in a mom's group, you've seen some things, some bad things. And and it's not like that at all. It's a really safe space. It's a place where moms are vulnerable and authentic and encouraging. And it's a very uplifting environment that, which is 
I, I honestly, I approach, since I'm talking to teachers, I approach this group, this community, like my classroom. Um, I have in my head that, that classroom culture that I want to foster and the values and the rules. Um, and it's, it's just become this really great space for moms to kind of fill their own cup a little bit and to get when they're feeling like they're alone in this journey or they're feeling like they just don't know what to do, it's a good place to go. So um, I would love for anyone to pop over there. That is, if you just go to facebook.com slash groups slash ugly honest, you'll find us. And, and yeah, that's, a, that's just a good starting place. When you join the group, there's some questions that you can answer, which helps me to get people in the door and know that they're not robots. <laughs> I don't know if you've run into any of those issues. Yes. Um, and, but then when you, um, when you join the group, if you do choose to share your email, I also have a guide to mom guilt that can be pretty helpful for moms um, and just kind of unpacking some of that, whether you're still teaching or leaving the classroom or already maybe you're on that next step. Um, mom guilt is one of those things that the sooner you can deal with it and the sooner you can figure out how to cut it back, um, if not eliminate it, the freer you're going to feel and the better you're going to feel. So that's the, the resource that's kind of my little welcome present um, over there. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. For everybody listening, I will have the link to the group in the show notes as well. So if you didn't catch what Emily said, um, you can just check, check out the show notes and, and join there. I just appreciate you so much for sharing that with us and just sharing all of your wisdom with us today throughout your journey, how you were able to kind of overcome obstacles and get to where you wanted to be. And I know you're still heading there yourself, but I'm really, really excited for you. And also, I do want to mention by the time this episode airs, you're going to have your your podcast. So can you tell us a little bit about your podcast and what we can expect on there so people can go check it out? Yes, I would love that. Um, I'm yes, we're in the process of getting that up and running right now. It'll be called Ugly Honest Conversations. And it's going to be a little mix of solo episodes of me kind of just sharing encouragement and different things that I've learned on my journey towards becoming a healthier and happier mom, as well as um, some guest interviews. So that's something that I've been doing in the community on Facebook, actually, up through now. I've brought in different experts and speakers to kind of just talk to those different topics that as moms, we sometimes have a hard time connecting with others and talking about. Um, and I say it's ugly honest because we talk about the hard things, whether that's mental health or loss or um, maybe, you know, potty accidents that aren't our children's. <laughs> um, I, my goal is to bring kind of all of those different conversations to the podcast so that moms can kind of connect and learn and be inspired and then also have the group if they want to kind of continue those chats so they'll work together in tandem that's awesome I cannot wait to listen and I will have the link for your podcast in the show notes as well for those who are interested so can you take just take a moment to share with us where can people find you connect with you I know you mentioned your ugly honest Facebook group is there anywhere else Sure. So you can learn if you are interested in reading more about my story or just about Ugly Honest. Um, UglyHonest.com is my website. And then I am working on being a little bit more present on Instagram, um, which my handle there is Emily.UglyHonest. So perfect. Great. And thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to talk to another teacher about, about this journey because it is, it is 
so rewarding and so exciting, but also really a little challenging along the way. So it's good to have somebody on who knows what it's been like to talk to. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. And thank you to everyone listening. If you want to go ahead and just share the love and let everybody you know um, about this podcast, I would be so, so grateful if you just want to take a screenshot of the episode and tag Emily and I on your Insta stories, then I'll make sure to share your shout out. And I just appreciate y'all so much. So thank you. And we will see you next week. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and review, and check out the show notes for a free gift to help you ditch the classroom. If you loved today's episode, can you help me share the message by taking a screenshot, tagging me on Instagram at ariana.vernier, and sharing it with your friends so we can help more mamas ditch the classroom and follow their dreams. Until next week, y'all, keep following the dreams that were placed in your heart so you too can ditch the classroom.